You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Wednesday edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. It is March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all my fellow Irish folks out there. And Everybody can pretend to be a little Irish today. So I'll welcome everybody aboard as we celebrate this joyous holiday. Make sure you enjoy it responsibly, of course. I'm Kevin McGuire, host here of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast, contributor at AthonSports.com and the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. I'll get into that in just a moment. But we do have some good stuff to get into in today's episode, including the possible max exodus within the men's basketball program just within the first 24 hours of Coach Micah Shrewberry's reign uh, since his hiring. Welcome to the program, I guess, Micah. And of course, we'll follow up with some more snippets from James Franklin's spring press conference that he held on Monday. Going to get into some of his thoughts on the quarterback situation and what he wants to see out of the quarterback position coming out of the spring and whether or not the transfer portal is going to be engaged once again. So some good stuff to get into in today's episode. Before we do that, I want to make sure you are following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you prefer. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on radio.com or Amazon Music. No matter which app you are using to listen to my voice right now, make sure you give it a follow. And of course, take a moment out of your free time whenever you get a chance and leave a rating and interview. It really helps us out because we appreciate the feedback. We take your feedback very seriously as we continue to try and make this show something that you genuinely want to come back and listen to on a daily basis. And of course, share with your friends and your family, your fellow Penn State fans. We cannot do it without your support. So follow, subscribe, rate, review. It's all totally free to do so. So hopefully you enjoy it and hopefully you provide that feedback. And of course, you can reach out to us on our social media platforms by connecting with us on our Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram, all using the username Locked On Nittany. So I've been teasing a little bit of news that's probably more personal than anything else, but I do want to share it with you guys because I genuinely think you will be interested in what I have to say. As I said in, when I was introducing myself, I am now the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. It's a brand new website. We officially launched today. Uh, so if you go to the website, nittanylionswire.usatoday.com, there may be a couple of uh, errors and a couple of things that we're still kind of hashing out as we formally launch, but we are going to have content there for you on a daily basis covering Penn State football, basketball. We've got some hockey coverage, and of course, we'll take a look at former Penn State football players in the NFL and the NBA and hey, NHL, whatever the case may be. We're going to try and have multiple angles of Penn State athletics, primarily football, but of course we'll branch out to some of the other topics that are going on as well, and I could not be more excited to be a part of this. Now, if you know me, if you've been following me on Twitter for a while, you kind of maybe knew that I previously worked for NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. Obviously, I was let go from that position last year, but fortunately, I still got a chance to stay engaged in covering some college football uh, with the folks from USA Today Sports Media Group. I was a contributor to LSU Tigers Wire. So I was doing some LSU coverage in addition to this Penn State podcast. But that kind of gave me the opportunity to get my feet wet a little bit with USA Today and kind of see how they operate, to see how they do things, get a feel for the publishing format under the uh, the sports media group with all their college wire sites. And there are some terrific college wire sites. They've got a bunch of teams covered, especially in the Big Ten. They've got Ohio State. They've got Michigan, Michigan State. 
uh, Wisconsin, and some of them are you know contributors or editors or edited by some other names you know from around the Locked On Podcast Network, including Asher Lowe, who does the Wisconsin site on on the USA Today sites. So. I felt very comfortable stepping into that group of people, and I got a chance to really uh, see how it all operates from the LSU side of things. And now we are launching the Penn State site, which is Nittany Lions Wire, and I am very happy to be on board. We've got a couple contributors. I'm going to hopefully try to get them onto the podcast at some point so you get a chance to hear them a little bit. Uh, but what does this mean for the podcast? Well, Nothing really. I mean, if you're already following this podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to us, uh, you're fine. This is not going anywhere. In fact, it's going more places because now I'm going to be putting the episode not only on all of your favorite podcasts and apps, but it's also going to go and be embedded right on knitmealliancewire.com. Now, I don't know if I'll do this every single day. That is the goal. Ideally, I would like to do that, but time permitting, we'll see how it all plays out. But I do think that getting a chance to put it on Nittany Lions Wire, uh, give it a, a really good resource to website to to share this podcast with, I imagine and I hope it's going to reach more people. And of course, uh, obviously, if you're already following, that's great. And if you're sharing it with your friends and your family, that that's awesome. I'm just hoping to try and catch a couple new listeners along the way. But what it means for you guys is, I actually have a dedicated spot where we can put together some expanded show notes. So if you're one of those podcast listeners who likes to listen to a podcast and then read up a little bit on some of the stuff that's been going on, well, everything we talk about on the podcast is going to be available on NittanyLionsWire.com for you to read. We're going to have listicles. We're going to have some photo galleries as well. So there's going to be lots of good stuff to go check out. And I hope you do that starting today. Again, the website is NittanyLionsWire.USAToday.com. And you can also follow it on Twitter at NittanyLionWire. Notice there is no S in that for whatever reason. It's Nittany Lion Wire. And, of course, they are also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Wire. So there you have it. There's the big news that I've been kind of teasing. Hopefully it's something you get a chance to check out. And we always appreciate any feedback you guys may have on the site. Again, still trying to work out a couple things. We're kind of learning as we go. It's brand new. There's bound to be some issues as we get everything ironed out right now. But very excited to share that with you guys. And hopefully you guys get a chance to check it out at some point in time. Okay, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service, delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED, and they can help men gain that extra confidence they are looking for for when it's time to perform behind closed doors. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and absolutely no waiting in line at the pharmacy. We all know how embarrassing that can be at times, right? And best of all, it ships right to your door in a nice little discreet package. Nobody has to know, even the person that's delivering your mail and your shipments. The process is incredibly simple. Just sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And like I said, the best part about this, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And they've got a special deal for our listeners right now. Try Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 to shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 
receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It, it is, is Built, Built Bar, Bar Madness. Madness. And we've got a really good competition going on today. You've got your classic throwback peanut butter Going up against the Gonzaga of the tournament, Coconut Puff. It's a, one of their newer entries. It's a rising power, dominant, ready to perform. And this is a good classic matchup. I've had both. I like both a lot. I'm still a little bit bitter. That peanut butter took out my personal favorite in orange in that first round. So I like the Coconut Puff. I think Coconut Puff's got a really good chance not just to win this matchup against peanut butter, to make a deep run to the flavorful four. I'll have to get by Min Brownie to do it, but Coconut Puff takes care of business, I believe, against peanut butter. But if you disagree, that's okay. Just go ahead and cast your vote. Go to BuiltBar.com and participate in the tournament as it is going on all month long. Go to BuiltBar.com, follow all the action on Twitter at Bar underscore Built, and cast your votes today. And while you're at BuiltBar.com, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to save yourself 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the The Built Built Bar Bar Madness Madness Champion. Champion. We're covering everything you need to know about the Penn State and Indian Lions, but what about the rest of the world of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those ratings. Leave those reviews. While you're at it, make sure you're following the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for continuing Penn State coverage. Locked On Today, Locked On Nittany Lions. It's a great one-two combo to get your day started or get you through your lunch break, whatever the case may be. Now, of course, one of the big stories that we've been following the past 24 hours, and it's not very often that we bump James Franklin, anything football-related, into our third segment, but that's going to be the case here today because 24 hours, within the first 24 hours, I should say, of Penn State hiring Purdue assistant Micah Shrewsbury to be the next head men's basketball coach, we're seeing a flurry of activity with Penn State players entering the transfer portal. Now, I've been following the transfer portal for as Heavily as many people have been the last couple of years, more so for football. I don't pay too much attention to the transfer portal when it comes to basketball, but it works the same way. Once a player enters the transfer portal, it's a database for that the NCAA maintains. And once you're in that portal, you are free to have any contact with any other program that would be interested in recruiting you. There's no penalty for doing so. And you can always withdraw your name from the transfer portal if you decide to stay where you currently are already. Uh, so that happens sometimes. That has happened with Penn State football. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see now what happens with Penn State basketball because six players, as of the time I'm recording this, from Penn State's basketball program have entered their name into the transfer portal. Among them, Myron Jones, John Harrer, Seth Lundy, Isaiah Brockington, Jamari Wheeler, and Trent Buckrick uh, all have entered their names into the transfer portal. That is six players on a roster. You know basketball rosters are not all that big. Uh, but So when you have six players entering the transfer portal from one team, that you, your initial reaction is to push some panic buttons, uh, suggest that there's something really wrong going on here. And you know what? 
I, I understand that. I understand that. When you see six players from a basketball team all enter the transfer portal, some are very notable players, by the way, uh, that's a little bit concerning. But here's the situation, okay? These players were all recruited to come to Penn State from the former head coach, Pat Chambers, and, of course, uh, Jim Ferry, the interim coach before that or, or before Michael Shrewsbury was hired. So they've got a new head coach coming in, and some of these players were probably already going to transfer anyway. They're, they're already graduating seniors, so that's not very uncommon for players to go off and uh, maybe get a chance to play a little bit more uh, with a new program to finish out their college career. Makes sense. Happens all the time in football. Happens in basketball, obviously. Uh, so nothing too surprising with a couple of the guys that were in that situation. But some of the younger players, that's a little bit of a different story. So obviously, you know, in football, in basketball, when there is a coaching change, you know, some players might have some second, second thoughts. Maybe they really committed more so to the coach that was there before, and then you have, they have to go through a whole season with a new coach or an interim coach, and you're not really sure where things are going to be going after that. And then the new coach comes in, and you, maybe you don't want to give it a try. Maybe that, that's fine, too. I, I've always said that players should have the ultimate power to decide what is best for them. Now, if they are just completely uninterested in playing for Micah Shrewsbury and they want to go check out all the other options that could potentially be available to them, more power to you. Go out and evaluate all your options. Find the best one that is for you. Maybe it still ends up being Penn State. Maybe it's not Penn State. Maybe you go to a different program and you get a chance to uh, take your college career to another level, uh, a different level, just different change of scenery. Sometimes that's all you're looking for. But obviously, I think more so in college basketball, probably, uh, there's a little bit more of a relationship with the coaches because the rosters are so much smaller. So you're working a little bit more individually with your head coaches, your assistant coaches. I think maybe then you do in football. You know, Maybe I'm most guided on that one. But I get the sense that small rosters, uh, you get a chance to interact more directly with your coaches more regularly. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's where I'm falling down on this. And it's interesting because we're going to be talking about the transfer portal as far as football is concerned in the next segment. But, uh, so when it comes to this basketball program and where this Penn state team is heading now, uh, they do have a new head coach who I suggested in yesterday's podcast has a pretty decent track record with players that he has coached as far as helping to develop them and get them ready for the NBA to get their game to the next level in the NBA, get adjusted to the NBA. So there's a lot of good coaching qualities that I think Micah Shrewsbury is going to bring to Penn State once he gets into the swing of things. Obviously, he's going to be coaching with Purdue throughout the duration of the NCAA tournament. Purdue's going to be playing on Friday. So I have a feeling a few Penn State fans will probably be watching that game a little bit more intently uh, than they previously were planning. But I do think that this is nothing to be too concerned about because we all knew that Penn State was probably going to be going through a little bit of a rebuilding phase given the turmoil and the adversity that this program just went through over the course of the past season. It makes sense for some of these players that were recruited by the former head coach, Pat Chambers, that they may want to evaluate some situations elsewhere. So this is nothing too surprising it's a little alarming when you see six players enter the transfer portal within the first 24 hours after the penn state coaching hire is made so if that is a reason for concern for you i get it i'm just saying i don't know if you need to worry about it as much as you might think you do so we'll see where this all goes obviously we still have a long way to go but as far as it goes with penn state basketball we don't know what micah shrewsbury is going to be any good or not he could be a great coach he could be a dud he could be somewhere in the middle that gets his team to the ncaa tournament every few years uh so i, I don't really know 
where any real reason for concern is going to be uh, moving forward. If you're worried about not having head coaching experience, well, you know what? Every head coach didn't have head coaching experience at one point, if you think about it. So yeah, obviously everybody's going to have to start somewhere. And sometimes uh, that can be a good thing. So we don't know what to expect here out of Shrewsbury. Uh, certainly feel like he's going to get a clean slate. <laughs> There's no question about that, especially if all these players end up transferring, uh, which again, I have always said, I don't know if there's any mathematical data. I would imagine that there is. I just uh, have not looked it up, but I would imagine a large percentage of the players that enter their name into the transfer portal end up leaving their current school behind for another destination. Uh, like I said, I follow this much more closely in football than I do basketball, but I would imagine it's a pretty similar trend as far as basketball is concerned. Like I said, you can pull your name out of the transfer portal if you decide to stay where you are. That has happened. It will happen again. I'm not saying it will here with Penn State basketball, but certainly Mike Shrewsbury is going to have a lot of work to do in building this program up. And it looks like he's going to have a lot of building from the ground up to do because he could be losing some key players that he was probably expecting to inherit. So we'll see. Obviously, recruiting is going to be the big key here, just as it is in any college sport. Recruiting is absolutely essential for building steps and, and building or sorry, building blocks and moving forward. And there's a lot of building to do at Penn State. And I think that Micah Shrewsbury is going to be okay. We'll have to see how he does with his staff. We'll see what kind of uh, recruiting pitches he has and what kind of power he has. What kind of pull does he have on the recruiting trail? Can he generate some excitement about this program? It's going to be difficult because he hasn't been a head coach. But if you take a look at some of the names he has worked with, you can probably take that to the bank on a couple of occasions. Maybe you can win a couple of recruiting battles that way. It's going to be a long way to go. He's got nowhere to go but up. We'll see what happens. But it looks like he's going to have a clean slate because a lot of players could be transferring. Well, the tournament is just days away from tipping off. And BetOnline wants to make sure you are not being left on the sidelines this tournament. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, including the college basketball tournament. BetOnline has you covered with real-time, updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is totally free to sign up. Just head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's right, you're not going to get any kind of promo deal like this on any other sports gambling website. So go to betonline.ag, sign up for your free account, make your first deposit, and then use that promo code LOCKED ON. They're going to give you a 50% unlimited welcome bonus on top of that first deposit, no matter what it is. But you have to use the promo code LOCKED ON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Your focus may be on the college basketball tournament, but are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Slowlock as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So there you go. Go check out Locked On NFL Draft. Check out Locked On Today and check out Locked On Nittany Lions. It is the triple combo to satisfy your sports podcast craving on a daily basis. So we were just talking about the transfer portal activity that's going on with the Penn State basketball program. Well, the transfer portal news has not been short 
uh, for the Penn State football program this offseason either. Really, the last couple of years, it seems like they're always talking about the transfer portal one way or the other. Now, this year, the Penn State uh, program has given and taken from the transfer portal, and there's still a possibility that Penn State could tap back into the transfer portal to see if they can fill out a need at the quarterback position, which is going to be one of the storylines this spring. No, we're not talking about quarterback competition. Sean Clifford is the quarterback. It's really just about the kind of depth you have behind Sean Clifford because obviously Will Levis transferred out of the program this offseason, so your depth kind of got hurt as far as having an experienced backup ready to go in the event that Sean Clifford has to come out for whatever reason. Uh, so it is very important to have a quarterback ready to step into the mix when it is time to be needed. And now Penn State does have a couple of options right there. Christian Velo is on campus. Uh, Taquan Roberson is already a year on her way with his experience at Penn State. Problem is they haven't really seen the field at all. So there's really no expectation that they are going to be ready uh, from a game standpoint if you should need them in place of uh, Sean Clifford uh, being injured or really just kind of Sean Clifford running into a wall the way he did last year and he just needs a break. Sometimes you need that because obviously it worked for Sean Clifford. He came back and he had a much stronger uh, last few games of the season than he did uh, to start the year. But, you know, sometimes you just need to make a change. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you want to make sure that that depth is there. So that, would, of course, is going to be one of the storylines to follow as a quarterback uh, coach and offense coordinator. Mike Yurcich really works with some of these guys to make sure that they can take those next steps in their evolution and be ready should they need them. But what happens if they're not? What is the goal for the quarterback position as far as James Franklin's concerns? Obviously, you know, come the end of spring, we'd like to have a pretty good idea of, of who our first team, second team, and third team quarterbacks are. Um, and then also, you know, what do we need to do? Um, you know, whether it's transfer portal or, or whatever it may be, do we feel like we need to go out and, and bring another guy in? Because you'd like to have You'd like to be at, at five uh, scholarship quarterbacks all the time. I think you can get away with four. Uh, three, three gets a little, gets a little uh, dicey. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes and we'll communicate all those things, um, you know, kind of you know, throughout, throughout our program. So you can kind of get a sense hearing James Franklin talk on Monday with the media in his press conference or his Zoom press conference, whatever you want to call them these days. He understands the importance of having some good quality depth, especially at the quarterback position. It is the most important position. It's not an overstatement to say that. And again, they do feel confident in Sean Clifford and the kind of year he could potentially have. And it's one of the reasons I'm optimistic about Penn State's offense this year. I think getting a chance for Sean Clifford to work with Mike Yurcich this spring is really going to help him uh, get prepared for the fall. But of course, uh, the biggest storyline here with the quarterback position is how are those younger guys going to be developing? Are they going to be at a point where if you need to put them into a game that you can rely on them to kind of run the same offense without skimming too much down, without skimming things uh, on the playbook a little bit more just to run a little bit more of a vanilla style? You really don't want to do that. You don't want your offense to skip a beat when you have to make a quarterback change for whatever reason. Obviously, that does have to happen at some point, but obviously if you can have guys ready to uh, take that whole playbook knowledge onto the field and feel confident that they can execute it. That's what we're talking about. Now, of course, uh, the, the depth is going to be the issue. Uh, you just heard James Franklin. He would like to have five quarterbacks on his depth chart coming out of the spring. Uh, what happens if they don't have that? It does sound as though the transfer portal could very well be an option. As for the end of the spring practice, well, we're still waiting to find out what's going to happen with the blue-white game. 
I sort of touched on it yesterday in the podcast, but if you want to hear what James Franklin had to say about the possibility of a blue-white game being played this year, here's what he had to say. Yeah, I think there's some discussions right now going on with that at, at you know, the university level um, you know, with our administration as, as well as the administration uh, on campus in, in Old Main and just making sure we're all on the same page. I think for us, you know, our entire focus is, is on um, what can we do to best position us uh, for next year. You know, uh, we, we want to you know, try to be able to, to get back as close to normal as we possibly can uh, for next season. And I think a lot of things are trending in that direction um, nationally as well as with, within our state. Um, so that's that's kind of our focus uh, from a football strictly perspective. The things that, that I'm most comfortable speaking on, uh, we will, um, you know, on our Fridays and Saturday practices, we will um scrimmage you know we will you know get those 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 opportunities um in some ways um you know a uh you know a final practice or or final scrimmage however you want to put it a lot of times those things in such a public setting like that are are pretty vanilla um, this would allow us to have you know a, a true 15th practice where we're um, you know, we're, we're putting everything out there from an evaluation standpoint as well, but there's still some, some conversations that are still being worked through and, and we hope to make an announcement here sooner rather than later, um, you know, from a football perspective, from an athletic department perspective, and then obviously always aligned, uh, with president Barron and old Maine. Um, so, uh, we'll wait till that's, uh, announced, uh, from that perspective. So, for now at least, it remains a waiting game to find out exactly what's going to happen with the blue-white game. I said in yesterday's podcast, I still stand by today, I would not get your hopes up about being able to attend a blue-white game this year. I think if you want to plan on your next blue-white game, start to look forward to 2022. They may still have a blue-white game, it's just not going to be one where fans will be able to attend. Maybe open up the doors for families. Even though Pennsylvania has started to move towards lessening restrictions, you can get the sense from James Franklin and previous comments by Sandy Barber. Penn State's not ready to kind of jump all in on that capacity just yet. Take things the way that they are right now. Gear up for the fall. Bring back as many people as you possibly can. Hopefully everything is going in the right direction during the course of the rest of the offseason going into the fall season. Obviously, we want to make sure the fans are being able to attend games. So let's all do our part. Let's make sure that we're all on the same page and let's do whatever we can to make sure our fans can go back to football games this fall. If that means you have to sacrifice one more spring game, so be it. I think it's a trade-off that most everybody would be willing to make. But that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lines. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following on whatever podcasting app you enjoy us on. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow. Make sure you leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you think about today's episode. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode or anything we talked about in today's episode, reach out to us on our Twitter account or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany, twitter.com slash LockedOnNittany. You can also catch us on Instagram at LockedOnNittany. And of course, if you want to get some show notes and some expanded commentary, make sure you head on over to the brand new website, NittanyLionsWire.usatoday.com. Very excited to launch that with you guys today. Hopefully you go check it out. Check out all the show notes, which will be up on the website later today. 
I'm Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com, editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, and of course you can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Until next time, everybody, have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you guys all again tomorrow.